Welcome to Top You Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. With me today, we have Max and Edward. Edward is back. All right. Um, you can tell I'm on, I'm on my way out of being sick. It's pretty great. My voice is, is almost back to normal, but not quite. So you still have to deal with that. Um, so, uh, guys, we have a few no, things. Si- no sexy Jerry, just sicky Jerry. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's even worse than my normal voice, which is not good in the first place. So, uh, gents, let's let's really quickly summarize the show for the podcasters out there. Uh, we're going to start with talking about the AGM, uh, the annual meeting. Talk about how that went. Some I heard it was kind of a strange affair. So uh, let's let's uh, talk about some go through some of the key talking points. All right, then we'll uh, we'll talk about Debbie Clawson. Apparently his agent says he wants to fight for his place. Who knew? All right, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. And then we'll do a Spurs preview because we played them this weekend. And uh, I think most of you know what we're getting when we play Spurs. But let's talk about it. I'm crushing. <laughs> Hope not. All right, so uh, let's begin with the AGM. Um, I didn't go, you know. I had to, you know, I didn't have a sitter, so I couldn't go to this this year. Uh, you guys, I, I'm assuming neither of you went either. No, I didn't get a match reaction out, unfortunately. <laughs> Talking point one, Bramley Moore Stadium will be two-thirds paid by Liverpool City Council. Essentially, it's not actually that they're going to pay for it. We'll be paying them off. It's sort of like a loan kind of situation in installments year after year. But apparently some people are having trouble understanding this, right? Max has been waiting patiently to rip into this subject, so let's let him kick this off, all right? Max, what do you got, man? Well, as, I mean, as you pointed out there before, like, give them a little look at the backboard there. Let's have a little look at what it says, right? So obsessed. And this, for those who don't know, is in reference to some of the Reds who think... Joe Anderson's choice to two-thirds help us fund this stadium is a bad deal for the city. It's really not. Everton, particularly Everton in the community, they kind of got its own segment at the AGM, which has recently been given the freedom of the city. Everton is like an an institution within the city. It it helps people out. You know, it's a very family club and it stays true to being the people's club. Um, I was just listening to the story that they were telling about how they first started to build the free school um, just off County Road, Bellow Lane, and he said that they found a building with um, two homeless people in there. Um, you know, and it just a, a simple story like that shows how Everton, you know, it indicates how we're aiming to better the community. Mm-hmm. So just on that, just on that note, I, I, it's not a bad deal for the city at all because Everton are helping the city out financially as well because... The stadium's going to generate a lot of tourist attractions, as football just does pretty much anywhere in the world these days, and it's going to make jobs, obviously. So this is benefiting the city council first, and then Everton. Edward, I mean, I personally think it's going to just benefit all parties. I think the way I thought about it at first was that 
Liverpool Council sort of like developing the uh, the like the area, and we were going to develop the ground. But I hadn't realised, you know, how much of it we're actually getting. I think it's going to be great because I think the way Liverpool Council are sort of seeing it, they're sort of seeing it as a bit of tourism, aren't they? Um, to bring in money that way, because if you think about it, that's another extra port. That's where boats can come in. Uh, you know, they're going to see a big, massive, brand new stadium. They're going to see all this being introduced to them, and they're going to. I think as well, it's helping bring Everton back into the city and make them, in a way, make them a bigger club as well, because it's going to bring in more supporters and it's going to bring, you know, a lot of more association to the city itself, which will be quite nice to see. Um. I, there is a tweet out there, I hope, for those of you who are on the Twitter, and, and I do not remember who actually tweeted this, but it was a brilliant analogy that somebody put out there, all right? I, I promise you can find it, and I'm not taking credit for this. This is somebody else. I hope you find them and credit them. It's a great tweet. But he said, if Apple were to say, hey, we want to put a big building on the docks, all right? And basically, Liverpool City Council is going to help make that happen. But it's going to bring 10,000 jobs, all right? And if Apple's going to gradually be paying them back, what would be the downside? Okay? And I'm paraphrasing. They wrote it a lot better than I did, okay? I wrote a lot better than I just said. But the reason – I don't think anybody would really disagree with that. No. And the no. reason so many people are against it is because of the association with 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 Everton. It's Everton yeah. getting something positive. Yeah, and it, it's just kind of the the, the rose tinted spectacles you, you put on from being a football supporter. Really, um, I just as Joe Anderson said, and I think he was very emphatic. Like he meant it, and he said it was Liverpool. He do the exact same thing. Mm. You, you know. It's a family association to most of the people in the city. I couldn't really tell you someone who hasn't got a football association in the city. Mm. Just so, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a big move. Because, Bringing uh, everyone sort of together, isn't it, as well? Yeah, as you say, we're buying off the, um, we're buying off the lava buildings. We're going to be working off the seventh floor of the lava building, all the Goodison stuff, and we're going to have that place on the docks. So city's all ours. Definitely, it's a nice little thing. It's blue this time. <laughs> um, so, all right. I, honestly, I, I don't even know where else to go on that subject. I feel like we thoroughly covered that. Um, next, uh, Dan Mice. There was a video uh, at AGM about you know him discussing Bramley Moore. All right. Um, basically, he say as usual, he's saying all the right things. You know, everybody is every time he talks about about the new stadium or about Goodison, you can tell he gets it. All right. So mm -hmm. it, it was cool to hear him saying the right things again. Still no pictures. I think a lot of people, the number one thing they were looking for out of this meeting was pictures of the new stadium. Show it, don't say it in a way. You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. There were good indications, though, because as you say, he, he was very. Um, he gets it, you know, he, and even he said in that video, it's a career-defining project that he's working on. So, obviously, his heart in it in that aspect. So, I think it's going to be aesthetically pleasing. And I, I look, when I was listening to Robert Elston, um, 
the, one of the analogy analogies that he consistently uses. He wants to keep our home ground of the fortress. Mm. So I think so Mac- he's going to put little castle walls around the outside of the ground. You know what I mean? It it it, it keeping, it's keeping true to the fact it's keeping the fans close to the pitch. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to be worried about any running tracks. Particularly, I don't think the city got the Commonwealth Games now. So. Yeah. That's a good sign. We're we're avoiding the West Ham era yep. early, early before construction's even began. So it's glad that it's good that we're getting that out the way. And um, I think they they've had nothing but good signs when it comes to what the the, the ground's going to look like. Feels weird being positive, doesn't it? Well, um, I mean, it's always cautious optimism, though. You always <laughs> walk into yeah. it and you're like, well, hold on, something could happen. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, Kinred even said. Specifically, mentioned West Ham about going going to their their newer stadium and saying it wasn't really all that great, not yeah. a great experience. I'll, I'll, I'm paraphrasing, but trying to as make long it as not we, sound mean. As, as long as we build it as an actual football stadium and for nothing else, then it will be. Because I know I'm, I think Spurs are meant to be building Spurs. I think it's sort of building it a bit like a mall or something on on the side, like a. Superstore or something on the side, which just doesn't doesn't feel right. It's got to be about, built. They're talking about having stadium. NFL games there too. Exactly. Mm. You just got to build it for football. That's I, what it's. I for. will say. I just saw a pic uh, online. Of, you know, it showed them building this huge, steep stand on one of the ends, and it mm. it looked it looked kind of neat. It looked nice. Uh, so uh, it, they're clearly not completely losing the plot. They're they're doing a lot of crazy stuff. As far as their retractable uh, pitch and everything, there's all kinds of. You'd have to look at the science behind it. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. Um, I, I don't see the point in it though. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really think they're as. I don't really think they're worried about bringing the NFL to our new stadium right now. So I no. think. I, I think. I don't think it's a, something you have to worry about at the moment. You know, they're meant to get a lot specifically. more. Um, huh? They're meant to be getting a lot more sponsorship, aren't they? For the stadium as yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, the name, name and rights is obviously going to be a big part of that we've seen with Finch Farm and USM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of good sponsors have, have been coming in anyway. I know. I mean, we all slated Angry Birds for the state that that looks, but you know, it, it's I, a it's a healthy um, relationship and sponsorship to have. You know, with, what? with a company like that, and we've I'm sure we'll get some more. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Angry Birds as the main shirt sponsor because the way they've treated us. I mean, have you seen for every single like new signing they bring in, uh, yeah. Angry Birds are always straight on it saying "Welcome," blah blah blah, and it, it's really nice to see. And that is the kind of thing you want from a sponsor. It's uh, it's a uh, it pushes the reach out more, mm. which I think. I mean, I, I know we hate really referring to our clubs as brands, but it, it does it. It pushes the Everton brand out there, which is is only good. Yeah, mm. and it is we're, we are talking about a logo, and and a brand that has big time recognition, especially around the younger folk, which I'm assuming mm. is just anyone younger than me. So, uh, so yeah, um, sponsorship wise as well, they've just had a Gatorade have become yes. like the official just, drinks company. Just announced mm. that today. That's right. That's Very cool. Pretty decent. Because I drink the hell out of some Gatorade. <laughs> We love is it Gatorade. more American? Gatorade. Is it a more American one? Huh? Gatorade. Is it more of an American one? Because I think we've already got Luke Sade here, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, Gatorade is huge in America. American company, isn't it? It's literally the biggest sports drink company in, in America. Mm-hmm. 
It's huge. Maybe um, that's I, a tactical I mean, plan. I mean, Michael Jordan was one of their spokespeople back in the day. Okay, that's that's doing pretty well. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got to move on to uh, Moshiri. Moshiri was a talkative fellow at the AGM. He had a lot to say. Some, Which is nice. Some might say to his detriment. Uh, not sure. Uh, he did specifically say that he wasted two summers trying to talk Lukaku into staying. And that Lukaku was in a meeting, like, pretty much ready to sign and everything. And he called his mom. And then what follows after the phone call to the mom is, is a little, is a gray area. Because if you read this specific quote... He says, Mashiri says that he had gone to Africa on a pilgrimage and he had talked to a voodoo who said he should go to Chelsea. Okay? I was always under the impression when I heard people recounting the story that Mashiri was talking about Lukaku's mom is the one who had gone on the pilgrimage and spoke. And so basically, regardless, it doesn't matter. The whole thing is so weird. Um, and. And, uh, and apparently Lukaku, because of his staunch Roman Catholic beliefs, is considering uh, legal action against Mashiri for the voodoo comment. He's sad and angry about it. I, I It doesn't seem like the kind of thing Mashiri would just make up for no reason. Right? Lukaku's still fussing over about leaving even when he's already left. No, I I just think that for a businessman of that stature to be coming out of such a like even if even if he has just made it you know it it just shows how absurd the whole process of offloading Lukaku was and to, to the, the response of Lukaku to be effort what what were the two words that you used him sad and angry yes I mean I'm, I'm sure Mashiri's been sad and angry plenty of times when Lukaku's been away on international duty marvin off to the media how he wants to move. So, I, I, I think that's a quite a con- contradictory action from Lukaku to go back on having a go at someone to ultimately saying something that's going to get leaked out in the media. Mm. You know, it, for someone that cries to the media quite a lot, you know, it, it's strange. But so, so, so is Lukaku, as it seems. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean... Uh... For if Moshiri just made that up, I think Lukaku has a definite reason to complain. I just think it's a ridiculous thing to make up. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's, it's too so ridiculous, ridiculous not to be true in a sense as well, isn't it? For they're not. I mean, there's always the possibility that he did make it up. We always acknowledge these possibilities, but common sense tells we're, me we're unbiased. We're you know, unbiased to an extent. But so, so, uh, so yeah, that whole thing is weird. And then uh, I'm trying, I'm not sure if it was Mushiri or Kenwright. It may have been Kenwright who talked about this. Um, apparently during the whole Barkley contract saga, Barkley's agent would just go missing when they were wanting to talk to him about contract. They were wanting to try to figure it all out. His agent was just gone and unreachable. And that sort of sounds par for the course, you know what I mean, uh, in terms yeah. of what we've sort of learned about supposedly what Barclays agent is all about. Seven million pound agent's fee on the transfer, mm. on a 15 million pound transfer. Yeah, and 
Didn't we have to pay that as well? Or was that Chelsea? I'm, I'm, Chelsea not, pays sure. That. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I doubt it, obviously, with Ross, with Ross being an academy product. I'm not sure if, if we had anything going out to the agent. But as, as you say, and as I said there, I think the Lukaku and the Barkley exits, they're just really peculiar transfer stories. You know, I mean, I know we've speculated on them plenty of times. I mean, as fans, they're just strange transfers. And to be honest, I'm glad to just get them out the door. Did you did you hear the other story? I forgot it in my notes, but apparently Barkley's agent at one point, I think he was Stones' agent, and part of the deal to get Barkley to stay was for them to let Stones go to Chelsea. What? Are you kidding me? No, they oh, talked geez. about that at AGM. That was a thing. That yeah, you can a- you can find that if you look around. It's it, and that's that's another thing. I mean, they, they said a lot. In this it's meeting, just, people, it just shows agent power in football. This day and age, you know, we were talking about George Mendes, who's a, another you know famous football agent. There, they have an, an extraordinary amount of power. And mm-hmm. well, I mean, no, Raul is. Um, you know, when Pogba first came to United, I think Raul got about, I want to say, thirty-nine million something like that in an agent fee. Yep. From the transfer, which is an absolute disgrace. I wonder what he actually got for Lukaku to get him to United. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure on any figures like that, but yeah, it, it is. It was shit. big money. That's all I knew. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Never just to, just to be clear, we are literally rehashing things that happened at the meeting. These are not these are not our personal views. No, stuff, stuff just not. seems super weird. All right, that's and a little shady. That's what it seems. All right. Um, so, next, Mashiri again. Apparently, oh. he has decided that he's no longer going to use Jim White as his mouthpiece to announce news and to announce club, make club announcements and whatnot. Um, it's weird. The way Mashiri was, ta- was, was, was discussing this, it sort of it came across as though he would talk to Jim White on the phone and not realize that what he was saying to Jim White was either going to go on the air directly, like he was being recorded, or that what he said was immediately going to go onto Twitter and immediately onto Sky News. It's like he didn't know. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, again, strange. And we're not sure if this is Moshiri saving face, how, however that works, or, or if it's him just genuinely, like when you said, Max, uh, a ro- kind of a rookie owner move, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know if that is the case, though, so we have Because, you know, by, by other things that Mishiri said, particularly in that interview, he does seem to have a very positive outlook on how things will go over the next few years. Um, so I'm sure if some of these, these business plans do come off, then I'm sure we can forgive him for this. But, you know, we have talked about it before. It has seemed strange how much um, access Jim White kind of had yeah. to... For, for information about the club and how even sometimes before the club themselves he would announce it. I think that was probably the main thing that they come across with the huge communications ever with the with the club. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad he's put an end to that to be honest because um, I think the, the club can kind of change how they communicate with the fans now. Uh, um you go ahead Edward. Yeah, I think I mean, it was nice to have someone actually talking it, but it just shows, like you're saying, how 
miss like misshaped some of the parts of the club are with the whole thing with communication because i mean you don't you don't learn any of this stuff unless it gets leaked first which is a complete shame mm. i think uh are they still like are they st- were they ever like regarded as friends or was it sort of like a working relationship so that jim wife get any information he kind of uh, 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 talks about like they're friends that's kind of the way mm. he, he alludes to him and the way Jim alludes to Mashiri. You know, it's as though they're so they have some kind of relationship, uh, mm. friendship. Um, but yeah, it was just weird. And my guess is he was doing it knowingly, but has got, been criticized a lot for there being crap communication coming out of the club, and they're trying to work on it. And so he's trying to save a little face. That's oh, yeah. what common that sense would, tells me. That would surprise me because that makes sense. That makes clear sense. So. Yeah. So, yeah, because that's a big criticism that Everton have to face, which is we need to work on communications coming out of the club. Yeah. Mm. So. Has Jim White said anything in reaction to that, or is he? I haven't heard anything. That's no, I, I haven't seen anything. So, all right. Last thing, there are other, there are many other things that came out of AGM, but we can't record for an hour. So I just took specific points. Specific talking points. And this is a very simple, this is just good news. Seamus Coleman back in training. We don't need to talk about that for 15 minutes, but it's awesome. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, no, it, it is fantastic. Um, so, something that I, I, I want to mention there as well, especially with the mention of Seamus Coleman. I mean, we all talk about how much we got him for. Robert Elson, I think, mentioned during the AGM that the amount of young players that we've acquired for little or no money in um, mm-hmm. I think that I think Evertonians need to look at that as well, especially if they start getting frustrated about results and that. You know, we've got young players there, and we've got Chains, especially coming back, who I think we all know is being missed. I mean, I know John Joe Kenny has put in some fantastic performances, but the, the leadership and the you know he embodies Everton, Chains, Coleman. I think no fan of deny him of that. So it's great to have such a just a big yeah. match. I think uh, with Coleman, I think. You can't even say his name without having a little smile on your face, just yeah. because of what he's done, what he's done for the club. And it's incredible. Definitely. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting once he comes back. The good news is, with Kenny playing as well he is, as he is, we can slowly bring him back. Mm. He doesn't have to be forced him back in before he's ready. We can gradually bring him back. You know, it's not like we're playing uh, a left back at right back. Why would you ever want to do that? Yeah, who would do that? You know. Uh, please buy a left back, Everton. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I guess that's that's it for our AGM reaction. <laughs> Apparently, Davy Clausen's agent. Uh, recently uh, was asked by a Dutch publication about his possible departure during this January window. Um, and apparently, Clausen's agent has heard uh, has not heard anything from club management about a possible departure. And the quote that I've got here is, Of course, Davey is not satisfied with his role, but he wants to fight for his chance. So, knee-jerk reactions to that. Edward started off because Max started the last one. I think it's just good to have people that are willing to 
play, just have that determination and grit. And I think that's probably, I think that also shows why he was so captain for Ajax. You know, he's got that grit and determination and cares about one his career and maybe the club as well. So I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that he wants to stay and have a go. Because we paid a lot of money for him, didn't we? We paid twenty five million, I want to say, something like that in the summer. So he sort of wanted to prove his worth and prove, hey. People from Dutch League are actually pretty good at football, so we can do it in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah uh, as you say there, it's that, it's that fighting spirit, which, you know, he, he has, uh, as you said, I cap, and uh, I, I think he's a very proud player, which I think anyone who plays for Ajax will be, really. Um, you know, it's a big club, so I think if it wasn't for Everton, it wouldn't have surprised me about if Klassen would have gone on to be a one-club man. But I think you know we've 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 offered them the move to to a Premier League, and he's he's only he's only twenty four years of age. Mm. So you know it, it's nice to see someone so young have have such a, an outlook on the game that he wants to stay and, and fight, and and I, I'm glad that he's not happy with his place because because neither will we. So yeah. it, hopefully he starts showing that form that he did when he was at Ajax. Yeah, uh, my 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 knee jerk reaction was yeah. You know, like, like work for it. Earn it, man. You were brought in partly because of your potential, not just because of the polished player that you are. Now, did we get a polished player for the most part? Yeah, but I don't think we realized how much more refining needs to happen. Right? There is, I think it was a, a bigger journey than we were expecting. I think it's a bigger yeah. journey than, than, than Everton were expecting. Not just us as fans. Mm-hmm. Not just us as supporters. But, but I think they, were, they didn't realize that he might be a little behind when it comes to not fitness, because I think he can run all day. I don't think that's the problem. I think it's strength. That's mm. strength and speed. I think those are two it's things. It's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? It the is. Whole thing with the Premier League. It's just a, I mean, yeah. It's just intense. So uh, I'm glad. I, I want him to fight. You know, I mean, if I was coaching a local team and I had a kid who was thinking about leaving because he didn't get to play, but he looked at me and said, you know what, man, I want to work hard and prove to you and I can do it. That's a kid I want on the team. Mm. So, uh, honestly, um, there is another angle to this, though. Okay? The other angle to this is maybe the more cynical point of view, which is the... Klaassen is, is not going to make it in the Premier League, and if he stays, he's just taking up a, a, a squad spot. We don't like to be cynical, though, on here, do we? We, we don't like we to have be to acknowledge, We have to acknowledge that that is a view. Okay. No, I, I, I know. I, I, can, I, can see, I can see where you're coming from. But I think, I, I think as, as Edward said as well, he, he doesn't seem like that type of player to complain, really. You know, he... Mm. He knows that he is at a big club in England as well. So, honestly, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if give him a year and he'd be in the first team. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, as well, if we give him a decent run and he actually, as soon as he like hits the ground and gets a bit of form, he will stay in the team. He will probably, I would actually say, if he gets a decent game and does well from there, he will stay in for the rest of the games for the season. Yeah, I could imagine so. I hope. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, this to me proves uh, it's a little bit more of concrete proof of the guy's character. You know, mm. that is one of the reasons why we're getting rid of some of the players that we're that we're we're, we're, we're shipping out this January. Who are you referring to? That not going into it. We've already been there. <laughs> 
not making another one of those videos. So, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I think overall it's a positive thing. I think you guys think it's a positive thing. But we, we do acknowledge the fact that there's probably some people out there who think it's a negative. Okay? And it is a it, – it's – I mean, and if you believe that Colossum will never make it in the Premier League, then you have a viable point of view. All right? Mm-hmm. So. Is it, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I was actually one of the people that before January window, I actually wanted him gone. Mm. But since since that little quote has come out, and I've actually been convinced now and thought, all right, he cares. Mm. Give him another shot. Why not? Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'll he'll stay and prove his worth because uh, I can't I can't say he's not he's a player without quality. You know I think with with Nias's case it was just just harsh on the man. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. when, when it comes to David Class and being out the squad, I think you know I acknowledge he is a great footballer and he just needs to show that. Yeah, let's hope he actually gets the opportunity to show some things and he actually delivers. You know, the opportunities he's had this this season thus far. Um, he has not necessarily been one of the standouts on the pitch. And that's no. me putting it in a nice way. So, okay. Well, number 20 said the club seems to do all right, don't they? So, we'll see. All right. Davey, we are, we are pulling for you, man. We do want you to turn it around. Especially if you're as stand-up as a guy as you seem. Because Davey watches score the show. Some all, score some goals as well, because we need to come up with a better challenge. Yeah, or get some assists or something, man. Just do something. <laughs> Hold the ball for longer than 0.5 seconds, Davey. That's that's my goal for you. Unless he's doing one-touch football, then it's too much by all means. Touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, guys. So that's that's it for Davey Clausen fights for his place. Let's hope he actually does. <laughs> Guys, we gotta got a big match this weekend. Spurs played them before. We know way to We know what's coming. We 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 know what we've what we've got in Spurs. They're a very familiar opponent with familiar players. Let me ramble off a bunch of Spurs info and then we'll go from there. The recent form, all right. They uh they won their FA Cup match. What's that like? They won their FA Cup match three to zero over AFC Wimbledon. They drew with West Ham 1-1. They beat Swansea uh, 2-0 and beat Southampton 5-2. And those are Premier League matches, obviously. Uh, they're fifth in the table right now. They're 12-5-5 with 41 points. Uh, possible lineup. Uh, Loris, Aurier, uh, Davidson Sanchez, Jan Vertonghen, Davies, Dyer, Dembele, Eriksson, Deli Ali, Son, and Harry Kane. Possibly could see Wanyama making his way in there. Sissoko. Pick up your phone, Sissoko. <laughs> no, we're actually glad you didn't. Um, oh, Eric, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we kind of don't need you yeah. now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Eric La, uh, Lamela, uh, Llorente, and Trippier. Trippier might might make his way in instead of uh, Serge Aurier. And we, we know for a fact Abderweld and Jansen or Jansen. Uh, they'll be out. We know that. So, guys, uh, let's talk about the possible Everton lineup. What are we thinking? Who wants to go? go You want to go? Edward, you start. Sorry, I'm talking all over you. Um, I think he'll probably go defensive, but I've I've read somewhere that some Spurs fans actually think that they perform at their worst when we actually go defensive. 
So I think for once, Sam Allardyce's little methods might actually work in our favour. Um, possible lineup, I'd say, Pickford. Um, can we register Garbutt now? I mean, technically we can, but since Allardyce just talked about us, uh, assessing him a couple days ago, I have a, I tend to think he's not going to be in. But I mean, yeah, I mean we, might, we might see more of him in the future. Obviously, yeah. we're discussing about him, but maybe not as soon. As, I'll, I'll I'll put him in anyway. Uh, so yeah, Garbutt at left back. Let's have a refreshing change. Left-footed player for a change. Um, I'd say put Keane, Jagielka, and Holgate. Um and Kenny as well. Who do I put in front of them? I'm gonna say Gay Gay and Clarson. Uh Sigurdsson and then up top Calvert Lewin and Togson. You're a wild man, Edward. You're uh-huh. all over the place. <laughs> Five two one two. <laughs> All right. Edward is brave today. Max, are you as brave? Because I'll go ahead and, spoiler alert, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I, I just want to, when we're talking about team selections, I just want to kind of make a note of the fact that what you said earlier, Jelly, that, you know, there can be rotate, there could be rotation in there. You know, the, the season is is practically dead now, really, because there's, not, there's nothing left to to win. I suppose. I mean, I know we can. If we win against Tottenham and Leicester lose, we might go above Leicester, and then we might start looking more into the the European picture. But as you said, Jerry, there's the a chance for experimentation here, and it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if we played James McCarthy from the start and started giving him, uh, you know, a few more starts because he has looked like to uh, <laughs> hit a form. You forgot about him. <laughs> Well, I just want to know if gay fit because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if gay fit. If gay is fit now, that's yeah, my question because I have no idea, uh, dude. I don't know if it's the hamstring injury. He's just reacted to be to being worked when it shouldn't have been worked against Bournemouth. So I'm I'm unsure. Yeah, I think I've got a feeling that he might put Davies in with McCarthy and make McCarthy kind of do that water carry and roll that gay mm. can. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see rotation anyway. And it's a big stage, you know, Wembley. Maybe we can try and overcome that mentality problem somehow by winning at Wembley. Mm. Mm. So are you thinking we go four at the back or the three at the back, which is effectively five? No, uh, I think we're going to go with the four because I think that's something that we'd probably... Beyond, used beyond this season, you know, whether Allardyce goes or not, I think it, it's more comfortable playing the four. Um, as you say, it's still too soon for Seamus to come in. Mm. So I think Kenny's going to get more experience at that right back role, which is good because I feel like he has got a future at the club. Um, as for the centre, as for playing centre back, I want to see Williams and Holgate because you know that looks like a partnership that I know Williams is, is aging, but we can we can carry that on. Because it does look like the strongest centre back pair we've got at the club. Jack seemed to do so well though against Liverpool. Mm. Got an assist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did, did happen. Yeah. He looked. That was I the fastest believe. I've seen him look this season. Well, you know, I, I I can just counter that by saying, you know, he was the one that, that Van Dyke was towering over, nodding that goal in. I mean, I, I know Pickford made a great terror, but yeah, it's, mm. it's, 
So I feel a lot more comfortable with Williams and and um, Holgate at the back, particularly after that West Brom game. They they played together and they they handled everything comfortably in the air. So can I counter that counter? But with Williams, he actually he hasn't actually gone up in the air as much as we've hoped for him for and. I think we've all agreed he's been to blame for a lot of goals that have been in the air. You know, he's not going to up for it. Well, I mean, his confidence seems to just be reinvigorated under Allardyce. So, and I feel playing alongside Holgate is the best way to get that Ashley Williams that we saw at Swansea and previously, you know, because it's only this season that he's been having his bad run. You know, you can't write him off as a completely dumb player after he's had just a, a bad spell of form. As we've seen when he has played, there is a chance to try and rekindle that form that he showed, for example, at the, at the Euros. You know, and I'm I'm happy with that partnership uh, at the moment, particularly against Spurs, as we've seen. How they've got multiple ways. Of, you know, they they use crosses. They they're quick. You show shots, and so uh, I'm I'm just more comfortable with those two playing at centre back. Just needs to get his head shaved. Maybe that's just something. Kind of... I think it's a reverse Samson situation, Edward. <laughs> the Bible reference. All right. <laughs> Anything else, Max? What about your? Uh, what about your? Yeah, sorry. Attack. No, I obviously I think we're going to see Tosin come in, and that that's who everyone wants to see. Um, I think it was a big disappointment not to see him play at Anfield because the stage looks set for him to try and. You know, that, that looked like his big debut, but obviously we didn't register him in time. And um, again, it, 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 it's still a big stage to introduce your, your Everton career on, you know, at Wembley. Yeah. There's, there's not many players that can say they started the first game for Everton at Wembley. So hopefully, <laughs> realize, I'm sure, I've got no doubt he realises how big that is. Yeah, he so, does. I know, but like, like Edward says, I don't know whether that means he's going to play up with Calvert-Lewin, but I'm particularly from the way Mashiri was saying in the AGM that he feels like bringing Tosin in will relieve a bit of pressure on Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. So I, I can't see them being up together, although I would like to see it in the future, but I feel like um, Calvert-Lewin is due a bit, a bit of a, not 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 a rest exactly, because I still want to see him involved, but just try and give a bit more, take a bit of responsibility off his shoulders. Step down and let someone else in the spotlight in a way. Mm, suppose. Well, he's been worn out. You know, he has gotten more play at his position than a lot, almost any other player that we have. Um, you know. Best Dominic on Merseyside, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you know, as you say, Debbie, he's played a lot and it, he's done a, he's done an admirable job. Mm-hmm. I think that was the way that Mishiri used as well, which is true. You know, we, we you look at his statistics, for you know, headers won, penalties won, you know, Although maybe he's not been as prolific as we'd like them to have been, yeah, yeah, that that's no fault of his own because I still think he's a very young player that probably still isn't at his level yet. But I'm I'm confident that that will be his level in a few years. Yeah, um, I think he's going to get more clinical the more and more he plays. You know, I just feel like that's that's the way that's the way it is with players. With with he could become a bit. He could become a bit of a Harry Kane esque player in a way. That's that's the way right. I've been kind of viewing him. Uh, mm. You know, I'm not Just saying he's he's Harry Kane viewers and listeners. Okay, <laughs> don't do that. He's not that American. <laughs> not, in his way of understanding. Uh, but uh, but do I do I think there are some similarities potentially? Yeah, I think you can see some similarities in in their game. I think he has to get a lot more bulk to be 
as close to Harry Kane and, and get a little bit better in the air. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I, I think he may have more pace. So, um, anyway, I don't have him in my lineup either. Um, no. Yeah, uh, I, I think giving him a rest would be a great idea. Um, Pickford, Kenny, uh, and, and I want to play Holgate Williams. Uh, I want to play Holgate immediately. I want him on the field as soon as possible, all right, because I – I, I want him to, to start putting a lot of – he's got a lot going on right now, and it would be great to go – I don't want to build it up for him to play his next game. I want to go ahead and get him playing a game. You know what I mean? That was my thinking on it. Let's get him in and go ahead and get that next game after the incident out of the way. Let's go ahead and get him in. Um, well, we can. Yeah. Well, you never know with all that. That's a that's a different conversation. Left back, I think it's going to be Martina again, just because I I you know we haven't we haven't bought anybody yet, and Leighton Baines is not ready, and I don't think Allardyce has had enough time to really assess Luke Garbett. Um, and 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 I initially had just a gay in my lineup, um, but honestly, I I don't know if they're going to play him if he's been injured. I'm going to err on the set of caution and say it's going to be Schneidel and McCarthy as those kind of and 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 then Rooney, Sigurdsson, Bolasi, and Tosun, Tosun Pasha. That's right. We love him. I, and, and you know what? I think I think Tosun's going to get a goal. I reckon. I think he's going to score, and I think Sigurdsson's going to score because he's. I don't know. I have no idea why. He likes he likes to score against his former well, clubs, doesn't he? What I could see happening, guys, is them subbing Rooney out and sliding Sigurdsson into that center attacking mid position, that number ten position, mm. and then us making a little push there. You know, he's very good in the number ten position as I know. well, especially on FIFA. I know. I'm just wondering if Sam is ever going to be ready to pull Rooney back to be in either in one of those defensive, you know. Yeah, you know, in one of those farther back positions. Yeah, well, I think what what makes him so effective in that in that number ten role is, and what will help now, particularly in in the Everton position, we've started playing wingers again. You know, well, last he's come back and we've seen bits of Vlasic and Luckman. I think what is, I know. I think there'll be a, there'll be movement going on beyond them that he can pick out from either side now. Whereas when he was on the left, you know, he, 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 his only option was kind of like looking field. Which I mean, they, they got that goal against Swansea. For uh, I mean, as we've seen when he was playing for Swansea, he just seemed to be. I'm not going to go as far as say one of the best in the league in that number ten role because it, it's proved that he, he he's going to take a while to yeah. kind of bring type of form out of him. But you know, it just looks like where he where he plays comfortably. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Would you class Harry Kane as world class and one of the best players in the world? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I, do, mm-hmm. I just you know looking back on it, I mean I, I'm 19 and I can think I can comfortably say he's one of the best strikers that I've seen since uh, since I just his work rate and his ability to to, uh. to find the bottom of the net. I mean he's he's just got a phenomenal ability of how to strike a ball. Uh. Um, I mean he played against Wimbledon in in the cup. He scored two. Hopefully he means he, he's not as fit and firing. For this game against, but you know, I think every, I think yeah. even if people deny it, I think people do know how much of a threat he is. I think as well. Um, I'm gonna, I am gonna take it back to FIFA, but with good cause because 
there's a lot of people like voting for the FIFA team of the year for 2017 and they're arguing over should Harry Kane be in over the likes of Neymar and Lewandowski and all of these that are nominated but I genuinely think he is because I mean you look at his record for last year that he got the most goals out of everyone in 2017 in Europe yeah. that has surely got to warrant him a place in like the the list for the team of the year and to be up there with the highest in the world. Wouldn't it hold it I back think... the fact that English teams have not performed as well in Champions League and that is they're taking a lot of those players from the teams that have really dazzled in Champions League, you know what I mean? And mm. and it may not be necessarily my opinion because I haven't looked at every player for every position to decide who's the best because I, yeah. I I have children and I and my life is insane. But you're not a lonely, lonely person. But <laughs> you're not lonely. <laughs> you have a family, for goodness sake. So I honestly, though, I get I, I understand the argument against it, though. I think that would hold him back. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of the question, it does it does uh, it, it just relates to the English team just performing poorly in Champions League overall. Before I do think that is changing from this year on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, look at Manchester City, and I watched you know Tottenham against Real Madrid, and Tottenham absolutely took them apart. So I think that is is on the on the way to changing now. Mm-hmm. Well, Tottenham have always, um, uh, Tottenham have always sort of been sort of known as the bottle jobs, haven't they? But yeah. I think, well, like you're saying, against Real Madrid, they've sort of proven that a backbone with them. It's almost like no. they focus their season around performing in Champions League rather than anything else. Hmm. And so that carries on. They are a fantastic team. I mean, this come not just to full circle it to Everton. It was just a few years ago. I remember when we signed Aaron Lennon. I wasn't so keen on the idea because I felt that you know Tottenham are someone that we should be, you know, head to head with. We shouldn't be buying players from them. Mm-hmm. You know that don't cut their first team, and and they're starting eleven every week. So I think that that goes to show. The, the size of the bump in the road yeah. that Everton have faced and you know we are looking at a we're a, we're a good few years behind those top sides now but Do you reckon Lennon will get any action this Saturday? Who? Lennon um, it, it, it really wouldn't surprise me because he's been a, such a valuable player in, since, since Sam's come in he's been really influential to his plans. I think he gives a lot of structure to the side. You know, he's a winger and you can't really pick, you know, you, as we say about Vlasic and a few other players, there's a versatility versatility to them. You don't quite know where their best play, place is to slot them in in the side. But with Lennon, you know, you've got, you've got a good solid winger there that provides a bit of structure. So mm. so the real question, guys, is, is Sam going to be sentimental and play him in that one? Or... Or are we selling him to Burnley and they won't chance it? I didn't hear that. Has, has that just come out today or something? They've been talking about Burnley possibly making a bid for about a week now. Um, mm. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me with the attitude, uh, not just Sam, but this kind of, it might be a Steve Walsh attitude, I'm not sure. But, to, you know, it, we can't. We, we seem to be quite optimistic in that we want to bring players in in the future. So maybe that means shifting a few of the players that don't exactly cut the mould of what we want. Yeah. Which 
as as we see as we've seen, Lennon isn't starting as much recently. So is his contract out this summer? Yeah, his contract's out yeah. this summer, so that's going to be exactly money. why. You know, maybe he'll be pulling a Coutinho. That would be the first time anyone has put that like Aaron Lennon in that particular circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, I always like to make an impression. <laughs> so prediction time. One one for me. I feel like I think it'll be a I think it'll be a spirited performance because I just think we we've got a side that we want to show that we can still achieve in the league. You know, I don't want. I think Sam's going to have the attitude of saying to the lad, you know, go out there and show that we still have got things to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, the season's not quite dead yet. So uh, I feel like it's going to be... I mean, we've had so many of these turning point moments this season that have ultimately just yeah. left us back where we are. Yeah. But as, as I said before, we've got the chance to, to leapfrog Leicester if Leicester get beat, and then we'll be in B and A. And I think anyone who's eight is, is always going to be pushing to find the Europa League spot. So hopefully we can push on and, and build from this. Edward, what do your various body parts tell you? <laughs> well, you see, my foot's going to say three now. My arm's going to say five. I don't tend to listen to that one. Um, but my heart, I'm going to say we get a 2-1 win in the 90th minute with Cheng Tusan. And I reckon with my head, I'm going to say 2-2. I think he'll be... Harry Kane will get a couple, but I think we can... We can certainly, but uh, well, I reckon we'll take the fight to them, and I reckon we'll be able to get them two-two, or maybe even a win. But I think I've got, I've got to say it back to the first ever match reaction I did for the channel, and say they're a world-class team, and we've got to watch ourselves. They're good. I mean, I th- I'm hoping we take the positive performance, but maybe not the positive result mm. against you know mm, in the, in the yes. FA Cup. Darby, uh, we we take that. What are you going for? Yeah, how's it gonna go? I I think I think two two. I think mm-hmm. I think uh, Sigurdsson, Jinktosen, Jinktosen with a goal. I'm thinking it's gonna be a header. Yeah, he seems to know how to use his head, doesn't he? That's something that pops up all the time. Yeah, is he, is he even six foot? I don't know if he makes. No, he's six, six foot. foot, like on the yeah, dot. He's, he's not a giant guy, but he's strong. Oh. Good. I think Ford is like base, I know, going back to FIFA, but base card, he's got good physical, good pace, good dribbling and all that. And he's certainly, he's got decent feet, apparently. He's very good weak foot as well. So that's Do something you, to watch well, out Supposedly for. he's equally good left and right, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. It's something, something that he said himself, which is, is, is it's always unique to, to, to watch players like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one that I always refer to is Wesley Schneider. Uh, I don't know if, if any how much of it you've watched of him, but I think he, he's recently moved to somewhere in Asia. Which it's Qatar, right? Yeah, Qatar. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm quite upset, really. He never played in the Premier League, but just you know, watching those two-footed players, they're yeah. just a sight to behold. So hopefully he hits the ground running with his form and we just get you some good football. We could also say a certain uh, Mr. Diamond himself was a bit two-footed, wasn't he? Didn't know, didn't know how to use his head, though. We may have, no, to, we may have to start treating him like Voldemort. <laughs> he, who, he who must not be named. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, but you're right, Max. He wasn't that, wasn't that great of a 
in the air. No, not up there. Yeah. But he's gone. He's gone. So. All right. So, guys, have we, uh, have we previewed Spurs enough for the listeners and viewers? All right. Yeah. All right. We're either going to draw, win, or lose. Edward doesn't like to think outside the box. That is, uh, that's it for this segment. And that, and that is it for the podcast, the big show. All right. If you're, if, uh, yeah, if you're listening via podcast, thanks so much. You know, subscribe to it, rate it if you can, the Toffee Blues podcast. We appreciate it. Um, as far as YouTube goes, if you're digging the videos, please subscribe. We appreciate it. Nearing 400, you could be number 400. You, you, you win literally nothing except content. Check out Edward's uh, YouTube channel, Jam E. James. The details are down below. Check out Max's, uh, Max's work on the Toffee Blues website. Check out the Toffee Blues website. There's lots of stuff on there, including Max. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't even know where else you could check them out. Um, yeah, and I think that's it, guys. It was a pleasure. Good to talk to you. Thanks for the time. And... Uh, Bye-bye out there, everybody. Adios. Bye.